Welcome to Primary Attribute, we're a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian, I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master, as it's known in a lot of other systems, and I use they-them pronouns. Hey, my name's Adam. I play as Vons, the free little foxfolk alchemist guy who's uh, feeling uh, a bit damp at the moment, I think. Um, we both use he-him pronouns, and yeah, isn't that neat? I'm Erin. I play Erisine. I use she or they pronouns. Erisine uses she, her pronouns. Uh, Erisine is, um, uh, just having a real weird night. I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, <laughs> the halfling <laughs> wizard. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, we both use she, her pronouns, and I was absent for much of the last episode, and so I'm still wandering around in the dark. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist slash mechanic. Both of us use he, him pronouns, and right now Grix is, uh, well, uh, bird is the word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I enjoyed that one so much. Normally I would hate I would I should have hated that. How how much of Surf and Bird can we clip and include in the podcast before we have to worry about royalties? Um zero None if we do our own terrible cover. Zero mostly because we don't uh want to have to deal with editing that. <laughs> Well, if you would like to say nice, not necessarily bird-related words to us, you can rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It'll make us feel good, it'll help people find us, and you should do it for the other podcasts you enjoy too. Erin, would you like to do the recap? Uh, yes. Grix was on a date with Corva and um, ended up going back to her place for bird... <laughs> Now you wish you had that clip in your back pocket, don't you? Dragon sexy times, uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, Vaughn's had a fun excursion in his dreams uh, to the surface, maybe, and woke up and sent his sister a, a rat of a non sequitur. <laughs> um, Ericene woke in the middle of the night to hear someone coming into her house who was apparently expected uh, and sent down to her grandfather's study. And uh, Ericene, in her attempt to investigate what was going on, uh, discovered an invisible person in the smoking room and uh, tried to convince her grandfather that there was a uh, a ghost or maybe an invisible person and uh, they discovered the invisible person and now Ericene gets to see what kind of grandpa strength he has and we're all very excited yeah <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's probably where we should start <laughs> I'm happy if you want to go to Kelly first because you know everyone's curious about why Wealthy hasn't made it home yet that is fair. I truly oh, am happy.
I'm truly happy to not go first. <laughs> I, I thought that that was where where we were promised we would start back up again. No, mm. we were. We only know that there was a cliffhanger. <laughs> well, all right. We'll start with wealthy. Okay. Yay! Wealthy, you're walking home. You have. I'm met walking home. Your very best friend, fan favorite, beloved <laughs> character. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> who is now uh, walking with you as you make your way through Echoes back to your place. Would you leave me alone? Why? You don't like talking to me? You're, you're the single most irritating human it, sentient being I have ever had the misfortune of talking to. <laughs> that can't be true. It could be true. It's totally true. Well, then I am honored to have achieved this top spot in your life. <laughs> As you have this conversation, you start passing into the spires. <laughs> oh, God. Central junction of all things. Um, so I wander around the city at like midnight, two in the morning, whatever fantasy hour it may be right now. <laughs> I don't get those headaches. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wandering around. I couldn't sleep very well. And you wandered all the way over to Echoes? I mean, I guess City is I've been wandering for a while. What's what's keeping you up? Nothing. Just just wandering. Sometimes, Sometimes people just can't sleep, you know? I guess. (laughs) If you could detect an invisible creature giving you a raised eyebrow... You can feel that now, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> what are you doing out at this time of night? Sleeping's for chumps. <laughs> well, right, frankly, I'd rather be comfortable in my bed, but I couldn't sleep, so this is where I am. Oh, I sleep in somewhere between 7 and 22 minute spurts a couple times a day, and that, that makes me good, so I don't usually oh, bother with the bed thing. I just find a good ceiling. Oh my god. Why don't why, how how when are you due for another nap? <laughs> you know, whenever it's narratively convenient, I mean a few hours from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weird how he did get a tiny little uh, nosebleed that time. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, don't you have other people you could bother? I mean, I mean, is there a bar around? Live on the arcs. There's bars every 25 feet. <laughs> I'm asking the guest. There's I'm always a bar around. Casualty. You're in the arcs. There's a bar every 25 <laughs> not you, feet. Not, not guests. <laughs> then I want to go into the near, okay, is there a fairly divey looking bar, not one that's, you know, like, like Nala style bar. I just want I just want to be able to get go in and get something to drink. Uh yeah. There's a there's a bar nearby. It's okay. um let's see, it's at the base of one of the spires that's kind of tucked in underneath. There there are ramps that spiral up each one and it's tucked in at the bottom underneath the base of the ramp. Okay. I'm going to um go over there and uh 
I'm just I'm just gonna walk walk over there. I'm not even gonna talk to Gex. I'm just walking over there, and I go in and I order a a pint and go sit in a booth somewhere. Okay. Um. Because you are permanently inside, this bar is more of a like. Basically, there are no walls. It's an open air kind of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you're tucked into a booth. You're drinking. I'm just drinking my beer. Hoping Gex goes away. But not being quite sure that I'm not going to be that uh, that uh, lucky. And so I might as well be drinking a beer while I have to deal with him. Uh, relatively shortly. Well, it sure looks like a glass of beer kind of <laughs> floats unevenly over the floor <laughs> over to you. <laughs> goes up on the table. <laughs> Hey, you walk really fast. <laughs> well, you didn't have to follow me. Come on, we're like 70% of the way towards this being a heartwarming tale of enemies to friends. No, we're a lot farther away from this than that. Fine, like 30%. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's on that way for you, but you're really sturdy. You really irritate me, dude. Well, I can drink quietly. It'll be very exciting. Okay. All the good actings have dead air. <laughs> what do you do? If, if you're awake so much, what do you do while you're awake? I go see actings. <laughs> Sometimes I do an acting. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> I, I help the shop What is guy. an acting? What is an, an acting? acting? An acting. What is that? You know that thing they do in Echoes a lot? People get up on a stage and they act with each other? And acting. Okay. And acting. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I wasn't sure if, if that's what you were talking about. What, when, you, when you do an acting, what do you do? I Given mean, that you're invisible. I'm going to say if it's just us, it's more of a table read. <laughs> 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 I mean, sometimes they get props. What what kind of characters do you play? I mean, I tend to go for the... Uh, I tend to get tapped for the large dramatic roles. Like? Your fantasy Hamlets. Your fantasy King Lears. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a Hamlet. The fun part is I can do both the straight version and the musical. <laughs> oh dear, that's... That's just unfortunate. Oh... Now I'm, now I'm gonna have to brain bleach. Um, you hate musicals that much? No, uh, I hate the idea of a Hamlet musical that much. Mm, well, fantasy Hamlet can be interpreted <laughs> a lot of ways. We don't have as many new plays as we could. The whole floating rock thing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm actually really enjoying the thought of a Hamlet <laughs> musical. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree down for that. Oh God, I can't, I can't imagine anybody's treats. Anybody singing the soliloquy? No, in my head it's like Hamilton. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, no. It's it's more. It feels more like Les Mis than it feels like, uh, you know, I don't know, Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, I could get behind a, a, a Les Mis Hamlet, kind of Sweeney Toddish. Okay, we're getting off topic here. 
Yes, we're talking about the very important topic of fantasy plays. (laughs) (laughs) And musicals. Wealthy, make an intelligence and a wisdom check as you have this conversation. None of them are saving throws because the conversation isn't that bad yet. (laughs) Okay, my intelligence is 7, 11, and my wisdom is freaking 22. Uh, Intelligence is is the primary and wisdom is the non-primary. Do you have a plus zero to your int? I have a plus two to my int. So did you include your level? I I had a five. So two plus four. Oh, I thought you said you had a seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Um, Something tickles at the edge of your hearing. Okay. Okay. That you want to tune in on so in a pause between uh gex and you talking about stuff you hear something pretty distinctly from somewhere close by ish for the spires what do i hear so grix what do you say as you (laughs) enter corvo's apartment (laughs) Uh, uh, okay. Oh, I thought we were fading to black from that point on. Okay. Uh, um. Oh, no, I never do anything like this. (laughs) Which is probably true for Grix. I am but a simple. Like, is this a shoes or no shoes roost? Yeah, hey, this is a really nice place you got. Oh, thank you. Don't get to spend as much time in it as I would like, but. Certainly, certainly. I would say rank has its privileges, but I'm not sure that applies here. Sure, well, you gotta you got, got some space to spread out a bit. That's nice. I like to stretch my wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want something to drink? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's 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 uh something something non-alcoholic. It's early. I mean, late. It's a time of day that is complicated. (laughs) And how much of this did I hear? Believe me, I understand. Um, You just recognize Grix's voice, and as part of tuning into this, see what apartment he heads into. Okay. Um, It is up one of the spires nearby. It's... It doesn't... Yeah, you can basically pinpoint exactly where he went in. Okay. It's above some fancier houses pretty close to the Did I see Corva? Yes. Okay. He said you saw Corva. So I am sure that he's in Corva's apartment now because he's. I know he's not in his apartment. Yeah. What you looking at? Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Nope. Not not looking at anything. I don't believe you. Try again. (laughs) (laughs) You looked really. You looked really intently. I don't believe you. No, I was just. You know. You don't. It's not a couple you see every day. You know. And and uh, it was very rude of me, Which and couple? I'm not looking at them. And you shouldn't either. Well, I mean, I didn't see exactly where you were looking. Was it up there? No, it wasn't up there. I was just, I it just caught my eye. You I don't looked know at it, I'm looking and, then I, came, and then, then I looked away, okay? <laughs> I mean, did you know him? No. <laughs> Make a charisma check, well. <laughs> uh, uh, that's... 13. And it's not a prime for you. No. 
Sorry, Winry. I know an acting when I see it. <laughs> that was an acting. You got an acting out of me. That wasn't a full acting. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find the loophole. <laughs> Yo, I'm an acting. Just lie a bunch. Sure. <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to be polite and not call it a lie. <laughs> well, it, okay. For one thing, it's none of your business. And for another thing, it's none of your business. But is it your business? None of your business. <laughs> you see, I feel like it's stuff like this that stops us from bonding. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to tell you anything because there's nothing to tell. Well, fine. I'll go find out myself. I saw roughly where you were looking. The uh, don't do that. Glass of beer don't drain. Don't do that. And, uh, do, <laughs> you think you hear movement moving away from you? <laughs> Can I reach out and try and grab in his direction? You can sure fucking try. He's invisible. All right, all right. What do I have to roll for? Also, I've decided Gex uses he. <laughs> uh, you are rolling an attack roll based on strength. Um, oh, so just roll your roll your attack and your um, basic bonus I, to hit I plus I basically fall over out of the um, booth and onto the floor. What'd you roll? A one. <laughs> oh yeah, you fucking face plant. <laughs> also, what were you thinking? Getting a booth? Of course, he's gonna sit with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you attract some attention. Having face planted, but oh god, now I'm gonna die of embarrassment. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna very, very god, subtly needs to get a thicker skin. <laughs> I'm gonna very subtly um, just stand up and look at the people who are looking at me and go <laughs> lifting my yeah <laughs> okay, and then I'm gonna sit back down. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You hear a voice. Singing about fantasy Hamlet. Oh, fading away. Oh, no. Gex, come back here. Come back here and I will give you an acting. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Wixie, this will be fun. What? This will be fun. I'm gonna go up the spire. <laughs> you can't stop me if you're over there. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to go over to the spires. I am not. Uh, Corv has already seen me once. She will not think it's a. She'll think it's uh, suspicious if she sees me again. I cannot go over there. She's inside. I understand that, but I am not going to get caught over there in with, with the way I roll. No. Um, what are you, chicken? <laughs> I'll give you plenty of opportunities to flee. They may not work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wealthy wasn't specced for this sort of work. <laughs> Maybe she can cast her way out of it. She's got spells. Um, she does have spells. You can magic missile cast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't have to see him for the magic missile, too. Which, if it goes like every other time you've used magic missile, is going to wreck poor Gex. <laughs> Yes, I know how to. If there's one thing Wealthy knows how to do, it's use magic missile. Um. All right, all right. Is everybody not looking at me anymore? 
people have gone back to their business. Okay, I'm going to slide out the other side of the booth. Okay. And I'm going to round whatever corner I need to round and head up, head towards the, the other spire and the ramp that leads up that spire. Okay. All while wondering what the hell Grix is, Grix is doing. Not Grix. I'm getting them confused. So this is, they're, they're too close together. So, so you're heading to the same spire that. Yes, but I'm not. Yeah, you just you not, took a roundabout well, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm moving fairly quickly because I, I, I would very much like to stop Gex. All right. Okay, you're, you're scooting. Hey, Grix. Yeah. How's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> uh, you, you're doing good. You having some bird makeouts over there, buddy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, ideally. All right. Uh, you are you are having bird makeouts. Are you trying to accomplish anything else besides makeouts? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mostly I'm just like covering for myself at this point, and I don't know. She's cool. Um, ish, unless she's evil. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> out. Um, all right. <laughs> Well, but, you're being made out with on a very nice couch. <laughs> yeah, if if there's opportunities, I'm gonna like look around her apartment, see if there's anything incriminating. Although I doubt I'm not like surface only. No, yeah, nothing it's, that it's would. It's not be... like she uh, subscribes to some sort of like you know cabal weekly. <laughs> yeah, no, but she does post their newsletter on her bulletin board, so she doesn't lose it. So. <laughs> Um, all right, roll an intelligence check to scan the room. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Um, nine. All right, you look around, there is, I mean, every apartment on the arcs is small, relatively speaking, or almost all of them are. You do see, um, you're on a very plush couch. You see the door into the bedroom kind of across the way. Fireplace with a fire stone in it as a standard small, small kitchen area. There's a desk. It for us it would look a lot it basically just is a roll top desk, albeit adjusted for being made out of stone, so probably no actual roll top part. Uh-huh. Um, but intricately carved, and you see, you know, stacks of papers and such stashed in various places. It all looks very organized, but um along with a bound book of some sort uh resting on top of them. Okay. And uh she has a decent number of books too. Okay. There is also... Uh, um, like, are all the books at the desk? Uh, no, there are some bookshelves uh, throughout by the By the desk? How there's close one, to the desk? There's one by the desk. Okay. Where are you I going want to <laughs> peruse the bookshelf and see what's... If there's anything, like, out of the corner of my eye on the desk. You are being made out with. How do you handle this? Oh. No, no, at some point in the... Okay. Like, not... You know, right now, I thought gotcha. we were. No, that's fair. All right, um, you know, mixing things up a bit. But yeah, okay. So right now, I'm making out, and there's nothing else to all say. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. you, you continue to make out. I will keep your master Great. plan in mind. Great, wealthy. I'm just like chess. I'm, I'm you just... always be thinking two moves ahead in makeouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm st- strolling up the spire. I have no idea what I'm doing. I know approximately. I, I mean, I I know that the place where 
where Grix and Corva went in. And so, um, I'm gonna, I'm walking towards the outside and I'm, I'm just be bopping along and I'm not, I'm not paying any attention to the door itself so that Gex doesn't get an idea that this is something, um, I'm in, in the least bit interested in. Okay. You wrap your way up the, uh, up the spire. It goes from being kind of more compact ramshackle things to, you know, more elegant, more developed stuff, um, including like a small, basically a super tiny business district of like three or four shops in a row around one twist of the ramp. You go past, impressively, a house that takes up pretty much one entire side of one of the curves. And it is especially notable as you walk by it because there's a large... They made a platform in the back and put a garden on it. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, they Fancy. did. They sure yeah. did. And there's a giant tree that looks dormant, would be the best way to put it. You're not super... Uh-huh. Or you're more familiar with trees than most, <laughs> based on growing up in the uh, the halfling outdoor settlement Shire area Cleveland. on the other side of the mountain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this looks like a tree that's dormant for winter. The only thing that's weird about it is that, uh, it, it and the garden are surrounded by these floating blue motes of light that move around kind of like fireflies, um, illuminating it all and giving it kind of a deep blue to black cast. It's very pretty. It's just, doesn't look like the trees you've ever seen. (laughs) Do I, do I, for more information about that situation, Listen to the episode of uh, Ericene's Assassinacular. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you walk on past that and you keep on going up. And a twist or two later, uh, you're near Corvus Place. Okay, so she's living. she lives in a really nice place. Yeah, it's not at the level as the one you just walked past with the garden. This one is, uh, think if you had a really nice 500 square foot apartment. That's the vibe you get from this. Like, it's not big, but everything looks nice. And it has a little bit of space around it and, like, a walkway that runs around its edge. And presumably some sort of back patio kind of thing. Okay. Okay, but I walk past it because I'm not interested. I mean, I know know which one he went into, um, but I'm not really interested in the house itself. I'm more interested in what Grix is doing in there, but I can't figure that out. So I'm not going to give him... I'm I'm trying not to give him away to Gex. Okay. Uh, I mean, for all I know, Corvus got him, you know, in a in a in a in a half Nelson trying to getting all the inf- this information out of him. I don't know what's going on in there. Yeah, that's the reason he's in a half Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the reason he's in a half Nelson. Yeah. Uh, make a charisma check to play it cool towards an invisible observer. <laughs> uh, that's a fifteen. And charisma is not prime for you. No. Oh, so it's that one, huh? Shit! God damn it! That's what I say to myself. Shit. I do not say that out loud. <laughs> God damn it! Come on, let's go see. There's like no. windows and stuff, but we can hide underneath no, them. No, no, I, 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 my hands are out in front of me, and I'm, I'm trying to find him with my hands, and I probably look like a flailing idiot. <laughs> But I can't. I don't want him to get anywhere near that house because I don't know what's going what's going on in there. And Grix might be getting good information. 
I have no idea that he's making out. It has not occurred to Wealthy. I'm going to go take a look. You hear from about six feet to your left. Ah! <laughs> can I just run and tackle him? Uh, you can try. Again, he's invisible. I'll need a wisdom check to roughly detect where he is. Okay. Uh, the wisdom is 16 plus 4 is 20. Okay. Let's see. And the strength check is 14 plus 4 is 8. 18. All right. And wisdom is not prime for you. No. Um, you are almost positive you have him. And you lunge forward and you bend down and you, you, know, you sweep your arms out. And you feel your knuckles brush against something scaly. But you don't get your arms around ah! anything. Hey, hey, rude. <laughs> Leave. I get up and I walk away. Like I continue it. up the spire. I have, n- I'm, I have no interest in what's going. If if I'm get, if he's gonna find out what's going on in there, I'm not going to be there when Corva comes out. <laughs> All right, you walk on up the spire. You're pretty close to the top, but you have a couple of a. Uh circles you can do before you actually kind of hit the ceiling. All right. Hey, Grix. Yeah. Corva's gone to freshen up. You have a moment in the living room to yourself. Okay. Uh, really quick glance over things, uh, but mostly like angling at the bookshelf so that I'm just looking at some books. Okay. Make a new intelligence check for the books. Ah, oh, biscuit. Nothing. Uh, eight. A lot of these are in a language you don't read. Or actually, no, that's not true. A lot of them are in one of the birthfolk languages, which you actually speak, if I remember. I do. But you just aren't familiar with their contents, which leads you to think that actually a number of them may be fiction, and you're just not familiar with those particular pieces. Um, Mm -hmm. It does seem to be kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. But, and I mean, you're not even sure that she has an organization system. These aren't alphabetical order by any of the alphabets used. So maybe they're used by color for Pinterest. I, Grix is not an organized person. Fair enough. Maybe are you kidding me? Uh, my 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 work reports read like a choose your own adventure novel. <laughs> <laughs> See page seven. No, no, wait, no, 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 no. Part well, seven and eight. I mean, if you want to go to page seven, that's fine, but it's not going to get you the information. <laughs> but it might be more exciting if you went to page... There's a shark on page 15. <laughs> Grix is yeah. like two steps away from inventing hyperlinking, but hasn't quite gotten there yet. <laughs> Doesn't have the technology. Um, all right, but that's your examination of the bookshelf, and you wanted to give a glance at the desk as well? Yeah. All right. Uh, make a separate intelligence check for the desk. Oh, there we go. Thank God. The one that I actually cared about most. Uh, uh, 19. All right. Yeah, you glance over the desk, and without moving stuff, you can't tell what a lot of it is, but you're able to, like, see the edges of some stuff, and you're really familiar with, like, city forms and things, so a couple of things kind of snap into focus. Uh Um, the, The first thing is that based on the fact that there is a 
a letter C um, imprinted on the leather of the book that's sitting on top. Uh-huh. You would guess it's a personal notebook or a journal of some sort, but it's currently it has one of those covers that like folds over and then you wrap a tie around it and tie it off. Um, uh-huh. So you currently can't see in it, but it's there. The stuff below it is and around. You see a number of kind of tucked in the cubbies. There's a number of blank versions of various city forms. Um, they're all guardians related, so they're not anything that you specifically know. But it's stuff about like scheduling and this and that, and all the all the things you would expect. There's a lot of um, the pile of papers on the desk. You see a number of they look like after action reports would be your guess. Like here's a report on what happened today. Um, oh sure. Yeah, you notice that stack is pretty deep, and you actually notice um, some notes off to one side on a piece of basically scrap paper that appear to be charting out when the last storm was and when previous ones were. And um, there's a book sitting kind of on one of the shelves of the desk that is one of the city official like weather records journals. Uh. Um, so seems to be trying to calculate out when the next storm is going to happen and there's a lot of scribbling that makes you think that it does not make sense what has been going on or at least not to her the other thing you notice is there is a drawer at the bottom of the desk on the like left hand side that has a lock on it but is slightly open oh Oh, thank god (laughs) (laughs) are there runes on it I read the runes (laughs) <laughs> there are no runes on it that you can see from here. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I, I Again, I don't want to mess with anything right now, so I'm just going to uh, look at the books. All right. You look at the, you look at yeah. the books. Um, mm-hmm. There is a small window. By the way, there are small windows scattered around this apartment. There's one near the desk that looks out on the uh, the walkway, albeit with the curtain mostly drawn because you were just making out in the living room. There is, uh-huh. there are a few in the bedroom that you can see that get some of the light from the various like city lighting and the luminescent um, fungus and moss that grow on the ceiling and the spires, and one or two like looking out the back as well. And so you're sitting there, you're looking at books, you're looking at uh, the desk. Actually, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull a really smooth move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, is you said that there's some Avon. Uh, language books on there. Yeah. Uh, and you said that some are poetry. Was that right? Uh, I said some are fiction, but yeah, you think fiction. one of them you recognize as poetry? Sure. Sweet. I pick up the Avon uh poetry book, and when she comes back out, I'm gonna uh read some Avon poetry in All decent right. Avon. You start flipping through, looking for that good one. Uh huh. You hear something briefly from outside the window. I like black as the color of my true love's feathers the best. <laughs> It'll totally get you laid. Hi, Grix. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just uh, uh, do like a wave. Playing it cool. And, uh, I like it. Like a, an affirmative motion. Thumbs up or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> do you want me to go get Warby? Uh, I'm just going to make a dismissive wave. 
Man, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to engage as little as possible uh, in the hopes that he'll go away. <laughs> okay. Good luck, dude. <laughs> All right. You play it cool. Corva comes back out. Make a charisma check to read poetry successfully. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, nervous. Hey, all right, that's decent. Uh, 14. Okay. Um, your avian's a little bit, your avian languages are a little bit shaky. Huh? So you stumble a bit, but you pull it off. She seems to find it some combination of cute and charming. <laughs> Appreciates the effort. I mean, would she have expected that he would be able to speak avian? Yes, I think that's what bumps it up the charming several notches. Because mm. <laughs> that is very ah, cool. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Where did you learn to speak Avon? It's not common, especially among kobolds. Uh, well, I like I like the outside, and that's not my voice. <clears throat> I uh, I like the outside, and uh, you know, uh, always been interested in the sky and <laughs> air. <laughs> you got time on your hands in the in the uh, maintenance tunnel. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes everything's breaking, and uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes all the tickets are closed. So you go outside often of your own volition. That's fairly rare among our people on the arcs. Well, uh, I I don't often. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say often. Uh, sun hurts my eyes, and that's unpleasant. Mm. But uh, you could go out at night. I could, I could. It's not a lot to do, but I uh, could. There's plenty uh, of things yeah. you can do at night. Oh. Outside. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to fade to black on that for now. Sounds good. Let's see. And let's cut over to Ericene for a little bit. Yay. Yeah. So uh, a thing is happening. <laughs> a lot of stuff's happening. Yeah, so you are in your grandfather's smoking room. There is, like, if you're looking at it from the door where you walk in, uh-huh. across the room from you would be the fireplace, to the right would be the bar, there's some couches and chairs, like, to the left, and then there's a door off to the foyer, to to, to the door to go down into the study, uh-huh. in, like, the back left corner. Your grandfather and some other person are currently fighting. Uh-huh. with him trying to keep her boxed into that door and she seems to be trying to get past him but we'll find out who succeeds because we're gonna roll initiative cool that includes I, as me. i recall i had rolled initiative for my grandfather already i was using that i believe to resolve the last i was using that to resolve who could grab you first okay so this would be a new round cool Man, Ericene gets into so much more violence than the rest of us. Have you noticed that? You can punch that? someone anytime. Gotta live a life of crime, baby. I'm apparently too busy getting laid. <laughs> Ericene got a three. All right, roll off. Ericene got a nine. Okay, Ericene goes first. That particular time. Okay, so your grandfather goes first, and... Trying to decide how I think he'd do this. But I'm going to say he'll start by just... He's just going to try to grab them. And does not succeed. No, wait. Shit. Math is hard. Nope, he gets them. 
basically your grandfather manages to this person was like reaching for you with the chain and missed yeah your grandfather grabs the chain yanks it toward him and as the person stumbles manages to like get one of their arms and something of a lock and turns to you and says the sword over the fireplace and nods at the sword that's mounted over the fireplace along okay. with a <laughs> large dagger of some variety um and it's your turn what do you do um i will step over to the fireplace and pull down the uh sword and the dagger if okay. that's okay um i'll grab the sword in my offhand mm-hmm. and the dagger in my on hand okay. and i will if i can i'll move back over and try to hand the sword to my grandfather uh, you can get this. in position you can't quite get it okay. in this round that's cool okay it is now the person's turn they get to make their own check to try to get out of this grapple <laughs> yeah they actually succeed um and Aracene, make an intelligence check <clears throat> um that is a seven plus four is eleven. All right, on prime. All right, this person. I feel we're doing this after the fact, but it would make sense. Um, add a d four on top of that. It's a thirteen total. Nice. All right. This person twists out of your grandfather's grip, and you're not really sure what type of fighting style your grandfather is using because you've never seen him fight anyone before. Uh huh. Um, although it does seem practiced and he doesn't seem intimidated by the situation at all. Uh, you do recognize the twist that this figure uses, though, because you've been taught the same way to get out of an arm lock. Um. Okay, and then that's the end of that round, so we roll initiative again. Uh, I got a four. Okay. Your grandfather will grab those weapons from you. If you let him. Yes, I will. Is he taking both of them? Yeah, he's taking both. Okay. He does assume that you don't know how to use anything. Yeah, no, and that's why, I mean, that's mostly why I'm letting him just take them from me. And uh, he tells you, move back, move back. And drops into a fighting stance that you also kind of sort of recognize actually reminds you of the fencing you were actually taught in finishing school <laughs> you know when you weren't going to knife, knife finishing school yeah 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 um but that's about the time he has in the round and it's your turn um i'm gonna say oh no is it sane and kind of like back up against the wall does that get any kind of reaction from anyone um Let's all find out together. Oh, and you were going to describe the uh, invisibility better. Oh, yes. So this person is not truly invisible. What they are doing and what they're, whatever they're doing is continue to do is the, they are covered in something that almost looks like, it looks like if you put a second skin on someone, but like overall their clothing following those shapes um a coating i guess that is rapidly shifting to roughly match the colors of the things behind them think like the world's fastest reacting chameleon okay 
So it is kind of hard to see them if you are, if they are, you know, if you don't know where they are. But now that you know where this person is, you can make them out very clearly. Yeah. Um, So did my, oh no, is it Sonic get any sort of reaction? Let's see. Make a, make a wisdom check or make a charisma check because you're provoking the room. Uh, 13 plus 7 is 20. Okay. That is pretty damn good. Uh, your grandfather does not react at all. Although, I think he actually gives you a glance and says, like, what? The other figure rolls their eyes. <laughs> okay. God, that gave me so much less information than I was hoping for. Uh... You did not trigger their monologue, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. All right. And now it's the figure's turn, and the figure is going to try and get past your grandfather. It's basically... So the chain that this person's holding whips out again. They roll absolute garbage. So you can see where it was going to potentially like wrap around your grandfather's arm, but your grandfather uh-huh. just ducks underneath it. <laughs> Does not score. All right, new round. I got a three. Uh, The figure tries to shove past your grandfather again because this person is boxed in to that foyer area. Uh You can't step out and your grandfather is just not having it. Anywhere this person tries to go, there's either going to be the point of a blade or like a shoulder check or something keeping them from getting past. And yeah, that person did roll their eyes, but their eyes also are also getting pretty big in a ah oh, fuck kind of way. <laughs> Speaking of, your grandfather's going to try to hit them now with blades. <laughs> All right, first attack hits. Second attack also hits. Ouch to this person. All right, your grandfather wields these blades expertly. And you notice that these blades are almost, like, unnaturally well-maintained. Like, God damn it. They are gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and also, apparently still work real good. Uh, he gets this person, like, across the side. It's a glancing blow to their torso, where they missed a block they were trying to do with their chain. But he drew blood, and not... A token amount of it like and he is using both weapons yeah 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 it's your turn i will let out a blood curdling scream um in an attempt to distract my grandfather okay you um yeah, roll a charisma check. And since you're specifically trying to distract your grandfather, add a d6. I figure you have learned the exact things the down exact to the tone that tone. get under your grandfather's skin. Yeah. So a charisma check, yeah. Yeah. Um, you said d4? Uh, d6. Oh, d6? Yeah. Fancy. Um, d- That's a... 10 plus 7 plus 2 is 19. All right. That is 
a screech. Um, and I'll add like a no, 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 to it. So, to what end are you trying to distract your grandfather? Um, at this point, I'm pretty sure that's my mom. Hmm. All right. Now, I may or may not be correct, but I'm pretty sure that's my mom. And I just, I really don't want her to get caught because that would be a fucking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At the very least, I want to distract him enough so that they can get away. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's see what happens. Um, We'll start a new round. Roll initiative. Ah, there's a 10. All right. Ericene, you go first. No, they said, they said it's, they said the assassin was dead. I swear. (laughs) Why is this happening to us? And then I'll scream again. All right. So you scream. And And actually, while I'm screaming, I'm gonna, like, lurch forward, like, as if I'm, like, out of my mind. Okay. Are you trying to run into someone, or just- Yeah, I'm trying to, like, put myself so close to the situation that it makes it harder for my grandfather to attack this person without me getting in the way. Okay, roll a- dexterity check to position yourself right for this um that is a nine plus five is 14 and that is a prime all right yeah your skills for blending in and looking acting like not yourself and your skills for fighting let you get into the exact point where you look like you just kind of lost your mind you're managing to getting yourself exactly in the way of your grandfather's um basically offhand backswing so he can't move the dagger around nearly as effectively as he would be able to otherwise nice nice including to the side where this person is going to book it because you have gone and made it so they can (laughs) um all right they they just plow past this is not you can see there's some technique involved in this but it is also just like gotta get away (laughs) exactly it's um you know this person moves like they know how to fight but they're they're being a little sloppy in exchange for being fast okay which does mean that your grandfather gets an attack on them as they flee Uh and hits i'm gonna say what happens is you're in the way of the backswing for the arm um so he actually has to turn around and kind of awkwardly stab around you with the sword and gets this person in basically like the shoulder blade area and you just hear them hiss in pain but they do keep running and um get out the door of the study or of the smoking room awesome and out into the hallway a new round i got an eight okay your grandfather gives chase. I'm going to say you're in the way, so he has to take an extra step or two compared to that other person. Um, but chase is down the hall and out the door where you cannot see them. It's your turn. 
Um, I will hurry out into the hall, but I'm not going to keep chasing them because I think that that would be extra suspicious. All right. You go and you, um, uh, so you go and you jog to basically the, I assume you're going to like where you can see the foyer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you see this figure. I'm going to say that your grandfather manages like this figure is tearing out the door. And that door does not open fast. This person has made it open fast. Okay. And your grandfather is going to throw his dagger at them as they book it. (sighs) Grandfather is going to hit for another four. All right. Um, This one skims past their shoulder and their head as they flee and buries itself in the door frame. A very expensive wooden door frame. <laughs> um, can I just scream again? Yep. Uh, make I'll a... just, I'll just like, I'll just like siren scream. Okay. Uh, make. What's your goal here? Is it just to scream, or <laughs> it's to distract him just <laughs> okay. more as much as possible? <laughs> All right. You uh, make a charisma check. plus 7 is 23. All right. (laughs) So, you see your grandfather flinch. Which is more than he usually does. Um, He also kind of looks back at you. Make a wisdom check. Um, okay, that is 19 plus 6 is 25. That's very good. Shit. I yeah. know. Uh, I'm doing great. You think you see your grandfather's expression soften for half a second before he turns away again, and he doesn't appear to be giving chase to whoever this person is. He's going down to a walk, and he's going over and pulling the dagger out of the doorframe and um, closing the door. And I will it. just, like, hysterically collapse into tears on the floor. All right. You hear... I'm assuming we're out of... Yeah, you're out of combat time now. now. No, yeah. initiative's done. Um, yeah, you are collapsed on the floor, sobbing hysterically. Uh, make another charisma check just to sell this. Yes. It's <laughs> really bad now. It's a two plus seven is nine. <laughs> I don't know what th- that could mean at yeah. this point, though. Y- you know... I believe it's Sophie from Leverage and how she's trying to act doesn't work. (laughs) I have heard. Well, this is that. It's over theatrical. You aren't getting the tears to like really come in the volume that your sobs suggest. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Um, That said, you do hear, uh, you know, steps coming down the stairs at speed. And also coming from the hallway at speed because there's just a shit ton of screaming. <laughs> and you, um, two things happen. One, you hear the clack of claws as you, whose name I forgot last time, <laughs> um, comes around the corner, arms full with a box of candles still. And. Oh, God. Uh, we were going to do a seance. You were. This person ruined the whole evening. <laughs> 
And uh, you also feel a pair of arms around your shoulder. <laughs> Shoulders. And get out there, there, sweetie. It's okay. <gasps> it's your mom. It's my mom. In her nightdress. <laughs> In her nightdress. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And not bleeding from any of the points. And not bleeding, bleeding from, from anywhere. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, I couldn't have known. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So we'll we'll leave you in this scene. Your homebody grandfather cleaning blood off a blade. Your grandmother showing up at the top of the stairs. You not really selling the whole crying thing. And you just really sad that there's no seance. By that, I mean relieved. Yeah. Yeah. He did not want to have to deal with that. Nope. <laughs> Hey, Bonds. What up? Now that you're recovering from your wet dream, time passes. Oh my god! It was, it was really just pretty damp. It I was... have been waiting on that for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're uh, you're drying yourself off, warming up. You have not gotten a response yet from your sister. That said, it's only been like an hour since you sent the last message, and you think only a couple hours before that. And rats do sometimes take a while, and that's even if she responded right away, if she got it. And you're still within the window of it wouldn't come back undeliverable yet. Hmm. So how are you handling this fine night? Well, uh, these towels that I'm drying myself off with, are they getting any smudge from the black residue? Smoky goo? They do when you're like, and you look at them in the the light of the firestone, and then it does seem to, like, and you keep drying yourself off, and then it seems to have just gone away, almost like it was just the shadow shifting from the light rather than the goo, well, the inky water stuff. Oh, great! So now Vons doesn't know if he's going crazy or not. Um, with the towel I see before me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hamlet keeps coming up. Uh, is this a towel I see before me? That is uh, actually the Scottish play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, fair Macbeth. enough. Never mind. Yeah. I believe it's from We're the not in a spot theater. You're, you're allowed to call it Macbeth. <laughs> hey, look, a meteor. Cool. <laughs> Unrelated. Unrelated. Um, it's viral marketing for a movie. All right. So, yeah. Um, you don't quite know if you're going nuts, but you do you do warm back up and warm back up and you achieve some sense of normalcy. Okay, yeah, to to feel sane, he's going to take those towels and he's going to um put them in a jar or jars or whatever in like he wants to encapsulate it just just in case. Just in case they might have some of that goo on them. He's all right. gonna be that kind of paranoid. He's gonna put it in the same place he keeps his fingernail clippings. Um, <laughs> you take one of your best jars for this sort of thing. Yeah, the best paranoia jars, you know. <laughs> That's what. Oh yeah, my dog's got jars on jars on jars. So you successfully uh, encapsulate it, and are pretty sure this won't dry out. Yeah. Yep. Just in case, maybe maybe he'll like spin it later. Uh, <laughs> has he invented the centrifuge yet? He has not. Ah. Uh, he needs to invent the centrifuge already. 
Um, <clears throat> you can make a series of int checks. <laughs> hmm. At some point, eh, I don't know. I kind of like your idea of a bout of madness turning into inventing the centrifuge. <laughs> yeah, because he knows he <laughs> wants to separate the uh, the moisture from the other things. He loves doing that. Does that work? We want him to be the most advanced <laughs> alchemist ever. How else is he going to level up? Let's he uh, need a lot of force for that to work with a towel. Oh no! Yeah, he he would need like not just uh, he he would need all the gears, and he'd need to like attach it to a bicycle or something to get that kind of energy up. Well, all right. Do you want to roll an intelligence check to start your journey towards inventing the centrifuge? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> all right. Uh, roll an int check. Okay. Hang on, He's... you haven't looked over the full tech tree. You need to really plan this out. Is, is oh, you're in that pottery, so I can't let you do the centrifuge. <laughs> Oh no. Does it just stop at throwing wheel? <laughs> no, no, no. We're just using the sieve tech tree. <laughs> or it's just like bashing two rocks together. Must be researched. <laughs> <laughs> you have reached the industrial revolution before everyone else on the map. <laughs> that was a good game. Anyway, we're going to check. <laughs> 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 Okay, I got a 13 on the die. We add 5 to that being my level, plus the plus 1 for the int is 18. All right. You start in on inventing the centrifuge, <laughs> or at least finding a way to separate this stuff. And I think you have the idea that, like, you know, maybe if you put it in like, you know, a strainer and you spun that around really fast, like the water would get squished out the bottom and start like working from there. Yeah, it starts with like a rope in his hand, like a yeah or something. And you start experimenting with this and swinging it around and uh, make a dexterity check to not wreck your shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh, uh, five plus five is ten. All right. You, uh, I mean, these are both prime. Mint and dex are both prime. Yeah, but 10 still isn't great. <laughs> you successfully hit very squarely a vase, which flies across the room at truly impressive speed mm. from your, uh, you know, colander lariat. <laughs> and uh, smashes into a wall and breaks. Vaughn suddenly realizes he has created both science and weapon. That is true. <laughs> and I'm scared now. <laughs> Uh, like a deadly yo-yo. And you start in on that process. Um, that will keep you up most of the rest of the night if you want it to. He's like, got to do something it. to get his mind off that dream. All right. You you engage in making a moderate amount of progress in inventing the centrifuge. You think you have the basic concept down. Now the question is, can you compact it? Can you make it so it's not you swinging stuff as your arm gets incredibly sore? <laughs> can, can you not hit something that's on one of the shelves about once every 30 to 60 minutes <laughs> who can say <laughs> that's for draft two there's no bad ideas in brainstorming he's probably already thinking he needs to talk to grix about developing hardware for this because his little paws are getting tired yeah um as you consider this let's see well you're inventing the centerpiece. It's cool. 
<laughs> people outside are hearing smashing. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Not a lot. And it's the arcs. People are up all hour of the day. I imagine, like, unless someone is screaming for help and also bleeding with inside of you, like a lot of things are just like, well, <laughs> yeah, someone's drunk. Or... I imagine it's not the first time people outside of Vons's place have heard smashing. Yeah, that too. Although you're uh... actually, is your alchemy lab down in the basement of your place? Now that you live in that multi room uh, I have not. I have not uh, played the Minecraft map of this yet. Okay. Um, that was where Clitz and Zykra had their setup originally. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It comes That's with free uh, shards of metal embedded in the ceiling. Oh, right, right. So that, that ceiling's already accustomed to yeah. various debris at speed. So you don't have to. It's just a very secure location. Um, yeah. There's, there's also... Yeah, there's like... That's like the sub-basement. There's also a standard basement-ish. Um, but Okay. I was just curious if you happen to be there and trying to figure out what floor you're on. You are probably in one of the basements, though, because the brewery stuff where you're going to like sell things and seat people is the first floor. Mm-hmm. You live on the second floor, and then there's basement and sub-basement. So. Yeah, I want everybody to walk into that place and see brewery equipment. Ah, you're doing the highly visible brewery thing. Yes, brewery high- highly visible, covers up all smells. You're getting rid of all those dead bodies. <laughs> but okay cool so you are swinging away at this as we creep on towards the morning mm-hmm. but we aren't quite done with the evening yet so grix yeah do you get a home run uh, or whatever uh, euphemism uh, you would like to use uh i mean what's the what's the ball game uh that that she plays the hip hip ball game yeah. Uh, Do you score? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to make you roll for that because I did not get a chance to buy the <laughs> Book of Erotic Fantasy and have it shift to me because I'm pretty sure it's super out of print. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Probably out of print. I say For listeners uh, that don't know, that is a real book. It was a supplement oh, for several. 3.5. There's, there's a couple. I'm thinking of the 3.5 supplement. Um, there are others. Godspeed to all of you. <laughs> But cool. Uh, are you trying to do anything afterwards? By which I mean, like, do you just fall asleep? Do you want to leave? Do you want to see if she falls asleep and go and like look through stuff? Like, um, I'm no, no, I don't want to tip my hand. I'm gonna play it cool. I'll leave after some amount of time. Okay. Again, it's a weird time. Yeah, you you are like you are gone. welcome to crash there, but she also realizes you may have normal person work hours. I also might have work. Yeah, I think you have work. Yeah, surely go to work. All I gotta right. work eventually when that happens. Okay, um, but until then, I will just be chill. Cool. Make a charisma check to to sell the uh, denouement. Are you staying over at her place, or are you going? Home no, yeah, for, to, yeah, for like to go to three bed. hours or whatever until. Yeah, so I think again, it's really like yeah, early no, totally, yeah, yeah. It, I was guessing at this point, it, by the time you started getting busy, it was probably somewhere between like three and four, and so 
like yeah you have a few hours before work and it sounded uh-huh. like you were just kind of kind of chill there until it was time to go to your place and freshen up and then go to work <laughs> yeah yeah uh i got a 17 all right you play it cool sweet i learn almost nothing but i don't uh but yeah. you made a connection i made a connection and really she, she does ask do you want to do this again sometime oh yeah <laughs> uh, I, uh, that'd be great see ya <laughs> <laughs> should i rat you or uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah that sounds great or uh you could also stop by the maintenance area or uh yeah, i'll see you out here if i'm up and around okay cool hmm. all right you well you don't really exchange numbers in this uh setting but yeah yeah pop the collar on my hawaiian shirt and saunter off okay and to resolve nope. one. Nope. Not not canon. Okay. Your party shirts are not Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> no. What's a Hawaii? Fantasy Hawaii. That ancient and rumored place from the surface. <laughs> Where everyone's necks were made of flowers. Or something. I don't know. Are you sure they're not just growing the flowers from their necks? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's how I would do it if I was flowers. Growing mm. right out of necks. <laughs> All right, the myth of fantasy Hawaii involves flowers growing out of necks. If you try really hard, you can find one or two contemporary accounts that let you quickly know that whoever came up with that was full of shit and probably like someone in the vein of Marco Polo who's like, I saw this shit, sure. <laughs> While recounting it in jail to someone else. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, wealthy. Yeah, I'm stuck up you, on you the reach- spire. Yeah, you reach the top of the spire. Must be a great view. Yeah, it's beautiful up here. You're uh, you're within about twenty feet of a bunch of luminescent moss and fungi that are growing on the ceiling. You are you're able to look over the entire spires. You can see you can see um, peace minders walking with lanterns. You can see occasional people going through the street by the light of the various. Like enchanted glowing orbs, you can you can see the whole area from up here, and it's pretty high up for you, but also it's pretty cool because yeah, like you've never seen the spread of this is as close to being able to see the spread of the city as you're gonna get. Cool. Um, yeah. Is there any way to get to another spire so that I can get down without having to pass Corva's par- apart house again? <laughs> Make an intelligence check. Oh God. That is 13 plus 2 plus 4 is 19. All right. There's a couple things you can do. First off, you think, looking above you, based on the way that these various stalactites have kind of dripped down and up, um, if you want, you're trying to avoid Corvus Place, right? You could climb down the center of this spire and use that to stay on like the opposite side from her place the entire time. You also think if you tried, you could get... If you had any rope, this would be fairly easy. You know, you could skip a level as you go down. Alternately, um, you could try going and jumping from one spire to the one of the ramps to, like, the roof of one of the buildings underneath it and scramble off of that and do that a few times. Which, assuming you don't totally beef it, you... Should probably be fine. Um, or 
even I have rope in my bag because I brought my my adventuring bag, or odd, I don't have rope in my bag because I was an idiot. See what okay. happens. Yeah, you you were doing a stakeout, so having your adventuring bag is nat twenty. All right, you have your rope. Yes. So using some rope, um, um, I am going to. Okay, so how far away is the nearest spire from me? Getting to one of the other spire spires would be difficult. Keep in mind, these are giant, like, fused stalactite stalagmites. And so there's, like, a 10, 15-foot-wide ramp running around these things with houses on the inside. They're pretty far away from each other. Given you're also high on your end check, you think maybe with your 50 feet of rope... If you were to really try, you might be able to lasso a stalactite between these two spires and swing over empty air over a hundred feet up to one of the other spires. Hmm. Alternately, you could (laughs) use your rope in a different and more sane way, but I will leave discovering that solution to this puzzle up to you, by which I mean I will remind you that there are gaps in the ramp. That would let you perhaps slide over the side to a lower part of the ramp. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do that. Okay. Um, So you're going to go and you are trying to... Because you you basically, you don't care about being seen by other houses. You care about Corva's apartment specifically, right? Right. Right. Well, and, you know, I would like not to be seen as a... You know, I would like to not hear on the city grapevine that there was a prowler on the spire's last night <laughs> okay um a short if you prowler. are going f- yeah so you can actually skip down from like the level above corvas down to a couple of levels below and you'll be dropping down the center so you'll be out of sight of anyone's windows no one pr- probably no one out at the uh like out on the streets, even if they're looking up, would see you. Um, if you drop down onto the roof of the house that has the garden behind it, because it has kind of carved out a space with the whole tree and all that. So there's a little more of an open area for you to drop down to. And the roof will make the, enough of a difference that your rope will reach it and you can drop down safely. Okay. Rather than having to settle for a ramp point further up. That sounds good. All right. You tie off your rope. You slide on down, make a dexterity check to navigate this whole sliding down a rope thing. Ah, uh, just a second. Where's my where's my dex? Um I have a PDF player uh preview. There we go. What's my dex? What's my dex? What's my dex? Uh I do have dex, okay. Oh no. Oh no. Yes. That would be a 10 total. Uh Uh-oh. I was really pulling for a nat one, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You you slide down the rope, but... It is a primary attribute. Yeah. You don't exactly train for this, so what happens is... You don't fall off or anything, but you land way harder than you meant to. Oh, God. Like, there's a thud on this roof, (laughs) as if someone... 
fell in a controlled and yet definitely falling fashion onto the roof. <laughs> um, and you think you hear at least a couple people wake up inside. Oh, God! Uh, you're near a window where you hear someone go like, eh, <laughs> as they wake up and you uh, think you hear like a door opening somewhere else. Oh, no! What do you, what do, you do? Oh, God. Um... How far away are, am I from from the ramp, and how far away am I from being able to jump down to another level? Uh, if you scramble over the roof of this, you can drop down. It would be a pretty far drop. You'd need to make a dex check. You'd be looking at, I think, um, yeah. You'd be if you go and scramble over the front, you'd be looking at like a twenty, thirty foot drop, which those hurt. In Castles and Crusades rules, like, even <laughs> if you roll well. Oh, I remember, yeah, that's um, right, falling is real bad. Yeah. Alternately, you are on a slightly lower section of the roof, because there's kind of a cutout here, presumably for whoever's window, that is, who just screeched. Uh, you do see a branch of a, one of the branches of the tree comes up right next to the roof, and if you jumped over to that, you could scramble across it, and you'd get down to the trunk, and you'd be pretty low to the ground does once you the, were there. Does the branch look... Uh, Strong enough to support my weight and to support my weight if I jump on it. Make an intelligence check. Oh, God. Or was Wait, she's back at the tree? She dropped down onto the roof of the house that the tree is behind. Okay, that would be 25. (gasps) All right. Yeah, you are sure you can, that this branch will do it. Like, part of your familiarity is you know when a branch is dormant versus dead. Okay. This is just dormant. Then I'm I'm going to jump across to the tree and scramble down the tree. Dexterity check. Oh, God. No! No! God, eight! Jesus Christ! All right. Wealthy. (laughs) You jump to the branch. You start scrambling along. You realize you did not quite compensate for the amount of oomph you put behind your jump (laughs) as your foot slips and you fall from this tree. You have made it. You are thankfully over a... uh, a garden terrace. So you will not simply just crater. Okay. Let's see. How far do you fall? Well, if you got to the branch, you rolled pretty bad. Yeah, that was a two on the die. In my notes, in my notes, I've written, Wealthy tries to get off the spire without dying of embarrassment. <laughs> chooses maybe death by falling damage instead. <laughs> oh, okay, there's still so, the potential for embarrassment death. So, Wealthy, you, uh... <laughs> You go, and you you slip, and you fall, <laughs> and you hit your... You you land hard, possibly flat on your back, and we're going to roll some fall damage. Oh, God. Oh, boy. You fell from over 10 feet up. All right, so what do I roll? I roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, this has been the weirdly most exciting night any of us have had <laughs> apart from each other. Like, ever. Oh, wealthy. Mm-hmm. You take 12 points of damage from falling. Oh, God, I only have 10. Jesus. Then you hit the ground hard and fall unconscious. Oh, God. And that's where we're at the episode. Oh, <laughs> Yay. Oh, my God. Yay. <laughs> Guys, don't worry. That's right outside Alpita's house. I'm sure that her moms <laughs> will be fine with whatever's going on here. It's wondering. Who would catch that, if anyone? Aaron. Aaron will catch it. Definitely. 
<laughs> I'm also admittedly wondering if which of the listeners will catch it before you go. Aha! Oh, fair enough. To hit them off. <laughs> oh man! But I am. I'm also pleasantly surprised that you remember the description enough. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that fucking tree. So, like, yeah, <laughs> it's a good of course tree. I remembered. Good game, everybody. Adam, I'm Yay! sorry. I just got to start wow. inventing the centrifuge. <laughs> oh, Vaughn's got to invent the centrifuge. This is going to lead to all kinds of neat things. Wait till he figures out how to sell it to the medical group. Uh-huh. I, I like that Vaughn's has started, though, with the version that is essentially the thing you can do to dry leafy greens, where you put them in a pillowcase and swing them around outside. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that would make sense that uh, it's... I imagine there's not a lot of salads that happen on the arcs. Yeah. As a side effect, you do invent salad. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredibly expensive. (laughs) $100 for a tiny bowl. It becomes very chic. stop the recording. But how will I make fun of Instagram? (laughs) Primary attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've just heard. If you want to see the website, that's primaryattribute.com. If you want to write us letters of complaint or questions or concerns, or maybe you're just really worried about us and want to see what's going on, you can write to letters at primaryattribute.com. If you want to see our Facebook page, that's at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod. Our Twitter is at primeattribute. Not primary attribute, prime attribute. Don't get it confused. If you want to see our dank memes, that's at primaryattribute.tumblr.com. And Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our logo was designed by me. That's Adam. Our theme music was composed by Erin. She's awesome. Editing this week was by Wit. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. Thank you. was quite well regarded though so i'm oh it was not mm-hmm. having seen it Bye. i have no idea what any of you are talking about <laughs> i am also in this boat there were some parts of it that were very impressive especially visually for what they were doing at the time it's just there was not uh, like there was an awkward amount of world building oh yeah um, and there were some there were some aspects that were that were very slapsticky and some that were very heartfelt and they kind of jumbled together and didn't mesh well. Yeah, they didn't really like this came out during an era where there wasn't a contemporary way to really write fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was a really big What are you talking risk. about? The Princess Bride came out in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, but the Princess and Bride Lady was... Hawk came out in the eighties, and Lady, Lady Hawk was not a success. Closer. Yeah, this was more similar to Lady Hawk than yeah. Princess Bride. Willow was yeah. not really a success. I just don't. I'm sorry. It's a weird one. <laughs> I think a lot of people still really loved it, and it was an important uh-huh. like, oh, yeah. especially yeah, visually. Huge. They did a lot visually. I have, 
I, I'm looking right now at three novel, no, two, three novelizations of Willow. Thank you very much. That I still have after 30 years. Are they all novelizations of the movie? Was I have a novelization of, of the movie, a continuation of the movie, and a comic book of the movie. Goodness. Yeah. I was, I was a major. I have to wonder suddenly if this started as a film. It was an original story by by uh, George Lucas, Ron Howard, and somebody else. I don't remember who. The George Lucas aspect kind of explains some of it. <laughs> yeah, it explains a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 